Hi there, everyone. I'm Gwen Jones, and welcome once again to the I'm Rotarian podcast, the weekly podcast where I introduce you to amazing people who proudly call themselves Rotarians. Well, have you ever wanted your very own rotary name? I mean, how cool, right? Your very own rotary persona. Well, I have a new friend who's joining me who has just that. Thomas Rotary joins me this week. That's right. Really, his Facebook name is Thomas Rotary. How cool is that? And I'm going to go all the way to Denmark to meet him, find out what his real name is, and get some really amazing conversation under my belt. So join me, won't you? Uh, Thomas Rotary joins me this week. And as always, I'm so glad you have as well. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. For the first time, I am off to Denmark. In fact, Copenhagen. I have been to Switzerland. I have been to Norway. I have been to Germany, but I have not hit Copenhagen until now. And it is to talk to Thomas Rotary. Great name, huh? I mean, you can go on Facebook right now and you can see the name Thomas Rotary, but hate to break it to you. That's not his real name, but it's re- his real name today until we find out his super secret incognito name. Thomas, thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. Well, first and foremost, um, you got you to gotta kill everybody's buzz who knows you. Your real name is not Thomas Rotary. What is your real name? My real name is Thomas Salil Knutsen, and it's a mix of a Danish name and an Indian name. I'm born in Mumbai, adopted, and lived in my life in in Copenhagen, Denmark. And um, it was just to have a little bit of me from India, and I kept my Indian name. That's awesome. Thanks. Um, well, so and and you we before we went on air today, you explained why you named yourself Thomas Rotary. And I think it's kind of an important thing to talk about, especially in this post-COVID cyber world that we live in. Why did you name yourself Thomas Rotary? It was when Facebook started in 2008 and everything, you know, Everybody jumped on Facebook and added old friends, new friends, tagged you in pictures, and you checked in and wrote stupid comments on Facebook and <laughs> funny pictures. And we all still uh, do that, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I always like um, I was uh, working with the Youth Exchange program, the One Year Exchange, and I always told my students your Facebook has to be grandmom-proofed. If you could show it to your grandmom, you could put it on Facebook. But I also saw that I need to separate my private life with my rotary life. So I basically just created Thomas Rotary. It's easy to find. And I have all my old students, their, their parents. I have all my rotary friends there all the rotary friends that meet around the world. So it's actually quite, you know, lively page now um, mm-hmm. where my private Facebook is pretty boring. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Now it's funny, just a few, just a few uh, interviews ago, we introduced everyone to a gentleman named Captain Rotary. And he, you know, that was his alter ego because what he is, is just this proud Rotarian who's a dentist named Neil. And what I thought was, uh, excuse me, Noel, God, Noel, don't, don't yell at me too bad. Send your hate mail to me. Um, but what I think it's funny is that you kind of did the same thing. This Thomas Rotary is your, your alter ego because your Rotary life is far more exciting. It's, it, it was just, <laughs> and that time it was just to separate my private life and my Rotary life because I was working with, you know, students who are between 15 and 18 oh. and they did not need to see me go drinking or uh, um, some other, uh, you know, private matter. Um, so I so it was really putting your, your, your best foot forward kind of thing for it your was students. Being a good ambassador of Rotary as well and show my students how you can work with Facebook, still have a very good Facebook, but being appropriate. Definitely. Yeah. Separate it, separate it. All right. Well, Thomas, I still like Thomas Rotary. I think it's great, but you are a proud Rotarian as the page does as shows us. I'm the person all the time that says I found all my guests because I stalked them on Facebook. And I did. I stalked you on Facebook and you seem to be doing something all the time when it comes to Rotary. And the one thing I really noticed is that you were recently in Florida and since we're all taking this conversation, me in Washington and you're in Copenhagen, where it is not warm and not Florida weather by any means, I did notice when you were in assembly, you did these great films, like right, like every day you were walking through the convention center, taking us or your rotary group with you to assembly. Was that inspired by what Jennifer is doing? Or is that how you've reached out to your club before by doing these great little films? Um, I'm so lucky that um, I have a road tractor who's also head of public image in our this on our zone. And he was also attending assembly. And I do believe that short videos explains what you're doing. You get kind of a feeling what's going on and it's a good mix. So you don't really need to write that much on your post, but just say, I'm at the assembly. This is what I learned today. And I think people really enjoy watching a short video in 45 seconds to a minute because we do that all the time on Instagram, on TikTok. So it's a media people are familiar with. And is, is that, is that media savvy been around for a while or has it been inspired by a more media presence in rotary? Cause I don't know if you've noticed, but you know, Jennifer having a background, our current president has a background in, in film and in television. She was a, a news anchor. So she's really brought in that 
that desire for her presidency and Gordon's, and then of course Stephanie's to be more media savvy. So was uh, was that an inspiration, or were were you in this rotor actor just ahead of the game? I think we were a little bit ahead of the game. Cool. Um, okay. Um, but uh, I definitely uh, got some really good response as well, and um, good feedback. Um, and I really enjoy that people are actually taking that time to to see the videos uh, from Rotary because it is important and inspiring to see what's going on. I just saw Jennifer's video about Turkey, mm-hmm. how important that we are able to help um, our fellow Turkish retirees and and their daily life really. Um, also, when 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 Jennifer did her her tour, it was inspiring to see what was going on in the Rotary world, uh, and it's and she's just one amazing storyteller. Um, she is really really good of cre- uh, telling the Rotary story, and so I really enjoy. Is- so I know for a fact in Melbourne, they're going to be, there's going to be breakout sessions about telling the Rotary story more uniquely um, with people like, you know, Captain Rotary and the, the uh, virtual reality movies that we have in Rotary and all these different things. Are you, before we get to your Rotary story, my question is, are you the are you the future? Is this the future? Should we get ourselves as Rotarians, as scary as it may sound, in front of cameras more, on podcasts more, telling our story? Because the history of Rotary is to be rather shy and not to brag and not to tell a lot about. In fact, memes were big for a lot of Rotarians to catch on to. And now you're saying, let's Let's get our faces out there, people. We're good looking. I'm extremely tired of seeing people posting a picture from a Zoom meeting and saying, very interesting (laughs) membership meeting, and you see 10 faces on Zoom. It's like, it does It goes up there with the food pictures? Yeah, and also (laughs) meetings where, where you see food on the table or... You know, it's just a still picture. It, it doesn't say anything. So, and we all, most of us have a, a smartphone, you know, an iPhone or a, just a smartphone. And it takes you a minute to two minutes to create a video. So, so try it because it shows what your club is doing in a positive way. It, it you shows- say a positive way. So even if, even if it's awful. Even if it's even if so, so you're saying you don't have to go out and buy a whole bunch of equipment and because I have heard this from people saying I can't do videos, Gwen, because I'm not willing to go out and buy a whole bunch of fancy equipment. The, the video uh, I did on the assembly, they were created with my iPhone okay. and it's just a regular iPhone, nothing fancy at all. So it, it might be able to be a good subject to to learn in, in our clubs to how create videos. It could be a, a, a topic for months where you get some um, 
some younger people maybe who is good at creating movies, how to teach Rotarians how to create a movie. That's a great idea. So like, we let, can, let, it, can, let the let the let the interactors and rotor actors lead the way, is what you're saying. Yeah, definitely, and 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 we could see with Zoom. Everybody says in the beginning, we can't get all our Rotarians on Zoom. They are not into that. But I saw, you know, clubs went online and they helped all the Rotarians who didn't know what to do. They went to their home, see what kind of uh, computer they had, what are, what were they missing to get on Zoom, show them what to do. And you see, like, grandparents who are Rotarian, they are on Instagram, on Facebook, because that's where their grandkids are. Mm-hmm. So they're not, not stupid at all. It just maybe take a little bit longer time to tell them how to do it. But but they will learn it easily, I'm sure. So who knows? Maybe we have a whole bunch of future uh, rotary video stars out there. You never know. Well, Thomas, I want to get to know your rotary story. Because like I said, I, I loved these videos. And you can check them out on his Facebook page. But I want to know you as a Rotarian because you as a human being, you know, to go from India to Copenhagen, you have a, an amazing history, just you as an individual, but what's your earliest recollection of Rotary? So how did you become a Rotarian? I was 16. Um, wow. <laughs> I got the opportunity to apply for Rotary Youth Exchange Program. Gotcha. One year exchange. I sent in my application, went for my interviews, got accepted. And this was in 1990, and I went on Exchange 91. So it was before Wi-Fi, Google, Google Translate. And I ended up in Japan in in the old capital called Nara. It's very much countryside. It's not Tokyo. It's the opposite. Rice fields, old houses. Japanese. Very traditional living. Traditional, yeah. And I stayed with a very traditional families. And it was my first experience with Rotary. And it was absolutely amazing and very beautiful. Mm. And some of my friends, I actually, before I went on assembly, I had a homestay with one of my exchange student friends from Japan. Uh, who is American, lives in Texas, in Austin. And I haven't seen Dave for 20 years. Wow. And he picked me up in the airport. And after one minute, we were talking like it was yesterday. That's awesome. That, that was, And I saw, I met his beautiful family, um, hanging out with his kids. And, uh, and, 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 and it was just amazing to see that, that little year of my life, how big of an impact it has done on my future choices, how it created a, a Thomas as a as a human being, you know, open-minded, love to talk, love to meet people, love to experience different culture. 
it was also there I, I, I first got introduced to Rotract. Um, I have never been in Intact, but I, I did join Rotract and I was a proud Rotract for 10 years. Wow. Okay. Uh, I've been in Rotract in, in Japan, in, in, in Denmark, in London, in Australia as well. And it just opened my doors to so many fantastic people. Also, how to create leadership experience, working with the, the Rotary Clubs, um, our sponsor clubs. And when I was 28, I joined Rotary, but we created our own Rotary Club. Uh, about eight of us uh, road actors because we couldn't find a club we want to join in. So we create our own. Why was that? Were they so sorry to interrupt you, but why, why did you did? Because I say this all the time. I try, you know, if, if, if somebody comes to your rotor, your, your rotary group, and it's just not the right fit for them. I think we in rotary get almost insulted. And instead we say, well, is it because my club meets at night? Because here this Rotary Club down the street meets in the morning or this Rotary Club over here meets, you know, at this time. So why did you and your friends make your own Rotary group? Did Was there just not one in the area? Was it just? Oh, there was plenty of the area and they really wanted us as well. But we didn't want to. We want to create something of our own, a Rotary Club who was, you know, the Ockley Dockley from Hans Christian Andersen's um, okay. fairy tales, uh, a Rotary club who was doing what they wanted to do. You know, we were still very active. We had a foundation scholar, youth exchange projects, wow. but we were very less administration. So we gotcha. spent our time of doing the fun part. The fun part. The, the, the fun uh, so not you know, the fines, not the not the the fines or the happy bucks or none of that kind of stuff. You guys were just what many people would call today a very functional kind of modern rotary group all those yeah, years ago. Definitely, okay. yeah. And so you were was, ahead of the curve. <laughs> it was just a very very uh, amazing experience, really. And when I joined Rotary, I also want to work with youth exchange i've done that as a real tractor as well but now i actually joined the our our district uh, youth team and quite quickly i got a lot of responsibilities working with the road techs and the road tractors uh, after leading up the outbound students became district counselor when i was about 32 and did that for 15 years. Wow. Um, so having that opportunity to meet exchange students, Danish and people from around the world has just opened so many opportunities to see culture, to um, learn how people are doing in Australia, Brazil, America. But it also today when I'm traveling, there's always students I can see mm -hmm. and have that experience of visit their families, see how they are doing and 
see how they were impacted of that exchange here in how they see the world, the choice of studies, the choice of beliefs. Um, and I always say, and I think it was our former world president, uh, Mr. Steinhammer, who said, if all, every, all you young people went on exchange, there will be no wars in the world. Yeah. Because well, you just create this amazing friendship. And I know people who hasn't done exchange, they have hardly to understand how can you create that special bond with a person you only met for about 10 months. Mm-hmm. But you were just together in an age where you were young, you were away from mom and dad, your friends, very vulnerable, and you created your own family. Mm-hmm. So and it's still there, and you have friends you haven't seen for five, ten years, right. but you're still in very good contact. So, what makes you so different in the sense that uh, another great friend of the show, a gentleman named Brian Rush, was also an exchange student and went on to become a proud Rotarian like yourself, but there's a lot that don't. And you work with these exchange students and you have for several years. Why do you think um, so many go have these life-changing experiences, but don't follow the same amazing road that you did and become rotor actors and interactors, excuse me, rotor actors and Rotarians. I went the wrong direction. (laughs) I think it's because Rotary want to put things into boxes. You know, we need to, Put them somewhere. They cannot just be fluid. So what we've done here in, in, in our district here is we have created what we have called youth professionals. When they get back to their own country after one year exchange, they're quite busy with finishing high school and commitment is not that strong in sites. And starting university is also a big, big step for them. So what we have done here is after six years, we have reached out to them and we are meeting up twice a year Wow! um, to talk about the past, but also the future, because something young people really understand is importance of a good network and knowing the right people to help them accomplish what they want to do in their career. So creating the the youth professional group is a kind of keeping them in the Rotary family until they're ready for Rotary Act and Rotary. But I do believe that the clubs could be much better of embracing their former exchange students, having them in the club maybe two or three times a year for an interesting meeting. Um, but it comes down to time, who should coordinate that. It's also a matter of, of money, who should pay for the pay for the meal at the meeting. You know, small, small things. And but, those small things get in the way of the work. Are you saying yeah. you're kind of saying like this minutiae, the silliness of mm-hmm. who's gonna do stuff when when we're trying to think, we're trying to think not the next five yards, but the next, you know. 25 yards kind of thing. Is that what you're saying? It it, it is an investment to have your rotators, your 
former exchange student close to your club. Mm-hmm. And if they might not join your Rotary Club, but they might join another one. They'll still join Rotary. Yeah. So gotcha. we, we are sending 7,000 students abroad worldwide every year. Wow. Uh, long-term, short-term. They should be, you know, involved within the Rotary family. It could be one of the other programs, other exchanges. It could be projects. Um, but everything comes also down to membership. Um, can a younger person afford to pay that amount and would they do it? Or can we create, you know, platforms where we can have those uh, young people within Rotary, but with a low cost. So, so you're also hitting on another thing that now Rotaractors pay dues. Oh, you have, yeah. Rotaractors pay dues now. Do you hear that, Rotarians? Rotaractors pay dues now. And I thought it was a good thing. I actually did. I don't know if we're, we'll agree to agree, disagree or agree to agree or whatever. I think it was a good idea. Um, and I, when I was at, at, uh, when I was in Houston at convention, a lot of rotor actors that I spoke to, they didn't mind it either because they said it made them feel like they had power, that they had legitimacy. What do you think but, about that? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a thing. Two different that, points? Yeah, because the do the paying to the Rotary International of, I think it's 8 or $12. Mm-hmm. That's affordable. The problem is that due to the district. What should they pay to the, the Rotary district? Uh, should they pay the same amount as other Rotarians? Where do we do the uh, the chains? Could we do a fee for for students, and when they start to work in in a in a, in a job, could they pay a higher as much as a normal Rotarian? We have a lot of Rotarians who are resigning. Like like, uh, are they able to afford Rotary as well? Because I also know a lot of companies are paying for memberships in Rotary, so you get that as a bonus, as part of your contract, paid mm-hmm. your membership fee. So so it's a it's a kind of a hot potato in the moment. Um, I, I would say that, and this is just my personal <laughs> deal here, I think we kind of shoot ourselves in the foot when we allow Rotary actors to be in Rotary Act to the die. Uh, I think we should have, you know, raised the bar to 35 years old, but after that, encourage them to join Rotary. Um, and I would say let them pay a lower fee until they are 32 uh, and see it as an investment. But there's a lot of opinions of how to do this here. I was going to say, you know, that's probably a show in itself. And I think I th- you know, I think, and there's one thing that's so great about this show. And hey, if you agree to disagree, it's rotarianpod at gmail.com. Go ahead. 
Go ahead. Send me hate mail. I don't care. My whole thing is, though, is I, for one, actually agree with you. I think rotor actors should have an age limit. But I think what you also tapped on there that was fascinating is we have this diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I think this DEI task force, and I think we're doing quite well on diversity. And I think we're doing pretty darn good on inclusion, but the equity part is rather interesting. And I think that's what you, that's what you kind of, kind of pinpointed there is that should somebody like myself, who is a, you know, I don't have a problem paying the fees, but my fellow Rotarian who may live in Malawi, Africa, the same amount of fees that I pay and the same is the same amount of fees that that person pays. And it could have a absolute real effectiveness to their bottom line and how they live. Or if somebody lives in South America compared to myself, I'm very blessed with my socioeconomic condition. Um, and that's a Rotarian that are we excluding other Rotarians? And you're saying, are we excluding other rotor actors because of this equity? And I mean, is that is that what I'm hearing from you? And then also, I mean, I, I agree. I don't think you should be able to be a rotor actor forever. There, I said it. <laughs> I would say give the rotor actors a good fee until they are 35. And from 35, ask them to pay full dues. That's the one way of doing it. Um, I know I'm getting into trouble saying this, but I also say we need to move on. Uh, we can't spend all that time on debating a fee, you know, back and forward, back and forward. But on the other hand, we also see a lot of Rotarians are counting their membership because it's too expensive. Yeah. So it's like, again, administration, how much will we spend on administration? Can we make things better? Do we need to have that meal on the roti meetings? Could that be optional? Or Ooh. could we meet every second week? Um, could there be like a dinner every once a month? I, li I like the food because I think when you sit down and talk over a meal. Oh, breaking bread is, is where some, yeah, that's like some of your best ideas but I, I understand what you're saying and I think it goes back to when you started that Rotaract club that you were just like we wanted to do our own rotary club as these Rotaractors because we wanted to for no better words break the rules I would say change the rules it, and it so you're saying that. change the rules again I think we need to create clubs who are catered for different generations and different different purposes it could be like a one-hour club during the lunch break, during the day, mm -hmm. on the way home. Can you actually have a road trip club when driving your car, when sitting in the public transport? Can right. you tap into a road trip meeting? That, that's so many different options. And I think it's important that the district shows different options to Rotarians and Rotractors. So then but how do you keep on, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I, but, but this is one thing that I think is very important. And I think is where you're going to get kickback from people 
is the purest, are the traditionalists. And one of the big traditions that we have are things like the four-way test and service above self. If you take away the happy bucks, if you take away the, the accoutrements of all the things that we have in our meetings and do these new ways, how does something like the four-way test still survive? How does something, some of these old traditional things survive? I think when we spend less time on administration, we will have more and more time to doing good projects around the world and in our local community. I think what brings people together is a good project. It could be a soup kitchen. It could be helping school kids in a in a in a you know in a non-privileged uh, neighborhood it could be um doing good things so when we spend our rotary time doing good we also learn to being a good person and learn to work with different people our fellow Rotarians or other people as well so we all know we have all a very busy, busy day. Like we all have two or three, four kids, jobs. So we need to run a marathon and do things like that. <laughs> but we also have X amount of time for Rotary. So let's spend that time on Rotary in the best way optimizing our rotary time let's run our rotary club as a company you know is this sufficient is this are people happy you know what's the atmosphere in the club there was one person at the i think it was gets who created a red ball and a green ball and on every meeting you could put in a red ball for a bad meeting and a green ball for a good meeting. Mm. And in the beginning, there was quite a lot of red balls. <laughs> okay. After a while, they turned green. And my point is that will you come every week for a meeting if you basically don't like it? Right. And how can we create a rotary club who, who basically catering to, to my as a person. Mm. And I think that's different clubs because some people like, we always, we always say, what is Rotary? Oh, we, Rotary, we create hope in the world. Like we do projects, we do exchanges, have foundation, we have end polio. But if you turn up to a club who doesn't have those projects, it's like, you're selling the wrong products here. So it's important that you are very, you know, good of telling what is your club. Like, what is your rotary story? Yeah. yeah. And also what, what kind of rotary club is this? Like mm. my rotary club back here in Denmark, we are doing exchange, foundation, and polio, shelter box. Uh, we also do local uh, community work. And, but but we also have clubs who doesn't do anything almost. And they cannot brag about saying we do in polio shelter box, 
exchanges that might have done that 10, 15 years ago, but not anymore. Mm-hmm. But if you get a person into that club and tell a different story, that person will leave the Rotary Club quite soon. Right. So, so we need to cater for different kind of Rotarians. Like, does, does this club cater for community projects? Does it cater for younger people like exchanges, RILA, Georgia program, uh, Ambassadora Scholars, and so on? So I think that could be very interesting to be better focusing on how to make our club more 2023 if you want to cater for the younger generation hmm. because they need to know what they get from their money. Well, and, that's, that yeah, that's that's important. Yeah. Well, let me. So you've been doing this now since you were sixteen. So to tell you that, so things have have changed a lot. But this is one of my favorite questions, and and it's what the listeners enjoy hearing about. And that is, in all of these years of exchange student, rotor actor, and now, you know, Thomas Rotary, is there? a memory that you can think of that just brings a smile to your face that when you're in these deep philosophical conversations with a podcaster about how, how, you know, how rotary can be better that you sit there and go in between all this kind of junk that we're talking, I can remember a time when blank happened and it makes all this rotary stuff really worth it. What's that memory? I have quite a few. I was going to say, <laughs> what's one that kind of bubbles up to the top? Oh. See, I got your smile. No one, no one can see the smile on the podcast, but I see you smiling. So, and you told us at the very beginning that a gentleman that you hadn't seen in 20 years, he just got in his car and it was just like, hey, how you doing? So I know you've got a lot of smiles. What's a really great one? I think the most personal one to me and is that I, when I was adopted, I had this name on my papers, an Indian lady who was like being responsible for me at the orphanage. And I actually wrote that name to a Rotary Club in Mumbai in India. I say, I have this name. She worked on this hospital. And she was taking care of me. And I'm going to India for the first time in 2015. I did not hear from the Rotary Club at all. Uh, But after three or four months, they wrote me back. Thomas, we found her. Uh, She hasn't lived in India for for about 35 years. But she's in Mumbai when you're here. And she would love to meet you. Wow. And I met her. that's a very personal story from my side off. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was Rotary Mumbai who did this amazing thing for me. What else is very, very touching is like, is to, to meet my former students. And they're so um, grateful in a way of saying the year Rotary gave us have such a big impact in our life today 
And I was kind of that person. I was their rotary uncle in a way because I was not their parents. I was not their best friend. I was a little bit outside the circle, but I was also the go-to person if they needed help, good advice, sharing memory, sharing a story. So I have known those kids since they were 15. And now the oldest one, I have, they are now in their early 30s. And it's just amazing to be part of their story in a way and see that what I have spent so many hours, 24 <laughs> to make sure they had a good year. So is that why some of the questions that I asked you about, well, let me let me back up by saying you actually have proof that you're making the world a better place. There's a lot of Rotarians who don't get to see their action. Like you, you have been to India, you've been to these different places, you've worked with these exchange students, you've stayed in touch with them. Is that where your passion comes from when it comes to some of these nitty gritty, you say administration things that kind of drive you nuts because, because you kind of feel, look, people we're we're doing this look at what we're doing can we concentrate more on this and not making sure that these dues over here are paid is that where that passion comes from i i think so i think i've seen i had the opportunity to see so much of rotary already in a in a in a in an early age mm-hmm. uh, and um i also believe that I had older Rotarians helping me when I was in Royal Tract, how to guide me in my professional life as well. So I, I do believe that to, to be a, a good Rotarian, you need to experience Rotary because that's the way you learn the many faces of this organization how fantastic it is mm. and and it, it it caters for everyone like i'm gay i have i'm dyslexia i got adhd that is not stopping me in a very conservative rotary world mm-hmm. but it actually opened doors because it's not about your color of your skin, your sexuality, if you have something, handicaps, but it is the person you are. And it's the person you are that you would like to contribute in the Rotary world. And that's important. Yeah. One more question, please. And I I do believe that when we speak about diversity, it's very different. If you speak diversity in India, it's a different story in Asia. If you do that in America, in Europe, but it takes Mm -hmm. time. Like, for example, Paul Harris, when he created Rotary, he was also very diverse because he wanted to meet different people from different backgrounds. Yes. Now we just take the next step. Now we're embracing 
empowering girls, embracing education, diversity. Uh, the best way of a club saying, do, do we, are we diverse or not? Like go down to the local high school, see what kids are attending that high school. Go back to your club and say, are we diverse here? And I think, I think the many clubs has to be more open to be more diverse. We need people of different culture, different background, different professions, and not just the corporate world. And I, it takes time. I, I could I couldn't agree more. All right, I got one more question for you, and I'll let you enjoy your <laughs> evening. I'm still enjoying my cup of coffee on my end of the Zoom call, and <laughs> you are uh, you're uh, finishing your day there in Copenhagen. Um, where do you think Rotary is going to be in the future? I mean, are you are, are you bright? I mean, this has been this has been a, a heavy conversation, but as somebody who's been in this for pushing thirty years, I guess we can say, and you guys can all guess how old he is. Um, is our future bright? Is Rotary's future bright? Yeah, I oh, good. Think I like and I like how fast you answered that. Yes, good. That's, that's a big need of help in the world there's a big need for projects around the world reaching out to our younger people you see people from our end of the world you know privileged educated and living an extremely stressful life the whole mental health has a whole new level mm -hmm. of of telling us that we need to be, we need to change a lot in a way. Mm -hmm. We need to be less on our phones, more on with people we love and care about. We, 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 Gordon, uh, our coming world president, told this amazing story about his own experience with mental health where he lost his brother, you know. Um, and I think we all know people who has been, you know, stressed, you know, mentally ill. And I think that number will grow rapidly because the way we live. And I think the focus on helping... Bring hope community yeah. will be a big impact for Rotary. Um, also projects how uh, clean water, um, getting, getting people in areas where they are living in poverty uh, and, and also like our, our planet, like, uh, the whole plastic um, uh, situation of uh, pollution. So there's so many different areas where Rotary can have a huge impact on. But that means that we need to have, you know, less administration, spend our Rotary times doing local community projects, international ones, work with different Rotary clubs, 
Like we have the opportunity now with our computer technique, you know, having Zoom meetings, uh, so we can easily work together with fellow retirees around the world. And that's or even, or do podcasts. We could like <laughs> we could do so many things. We could do so many things. We couldn't. Uh, there's no limit here. But but it, it takes somebody to start something, like create new things, mm-hmm. change things for the better. But Maybe also think outside ask, the box. Yeah, but also ask questions. Are we doing mm-hmm. this because it's been done for the last twenty five years, or are we doing this because it has a purpose? Being relevant, because if you go into university there are so many different offers for for students and will those students join rotary well that's a that's a poignant place to stop a podcast uh so i i asked my listeners will they join rotary wow thomas rotary i still like your name i think you should get it changed uh, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Thank you so much for being so a lot of being quite thought provoking. I mean, you can agree to disagree with Thomas um, or you can say that he's the future, but he is definitely a Rotarian. And it was an honor to talk to you today. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. Thanks for having me. And I know like we all have our different opinions and it comes from our experiences, but I always say, go out, create your own experience, and feel this amazing organization. Yeah, experience it. Awesome. It is, Thank it's not. It's not a movie. It's real life. <laughs> but he makes some really awesome movies. Thank you so much, Thomas. It was wonderful to talk to you. Thank you. Have a good night. It's not a movie. Go out and experience Rotary. Okay? Like, I'm just saying, next president-elect kind of thing, that could be an awesome theme. Well, what did you think of Thomas Rotary? One opinionated guy. But, you know, he's got the street cred. He has been in Rotary on so many levels for so many years. I hope he was... He got your kind of juices going. I, I hope he got you thinking. He is a wonderful, wonderful conversationalist, and it was awesome, like I said, to go all the way to Copenhagen to meet him. And thank you, as always, for joining me for the show. Tell a friend, have them download us and rate us. It makes us easy to find. And if you have an awesome rotary person that I should know about, please email me at rotarianpod at gmail.com. All right, then. Until next week, whew, wonder where I'm going to go next week. Take care of yourself and the world around you, and we'll hear you next time on the I'm a Rotarian podcast. Have a wonderful week, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.